welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there, and welcome to a Tuesday. It's June 29th, and uh, everybody's sweltering, and Susan should be on the line. Hello, Suze. Good morning. Hello. So, I want to start out with whale vomit. Oh, okay. I I'm I know nothing about it. Must have missed whatever you read. <laughs> <laughs> Is it mostly well, plastic at this point? Not, well, I'm sure there's there's that. Yeah. But no, it turns out first of all that whale vomit is very um is very desirous. Um and a bunch of fishermen from Yemen reeled in a 290-pound chunk of whale vomit. Numb. Yeah. Maybe if I told you that there is this waxy substance that is found in whale vomit, and it I'll try to um, pronounce it right. Ambergris. Oh, with a they, they use it for they they use it for amber. No, it is used in perfume. Oh, okay. Of course, you know when you find out you know, what perfume I don't like is perfume, from. That's why. No, I no, mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> but if if you think of what perf what's in perfumes, it's a lot of stuff like this. It's like secretions from God knows whose gonads, and it's you yeah. know, whale vomit. Whoa! Yeah, I'm just saying that 280 pound chunk of whale vomit. You know what? You know what it was worth. One and a half million dollars. Well, good for them. I know. They're rich now. <laughs> One of them said, they all split the money equally. They bought new homes, cars, boats. One of them said, we're poor. We were all poor. We had never expected. Why? I mean, they're just beside themselves. Yeah, but now they're poor again. I mean, if no. they all bought homes and cars and boats. No, well, whatever. And it says it's a 35-person crew. So 35 people split $1.5 million, But for them, that made them rich. Right. Nice. Yep. Anyway, it turns out that this waxy substance that's in um, – it's produced in the whale's intestines – and it's found in their vomit and I guess in other parts of them. And the reason it's used in perfumes is it makes the fragrance last. Yeah, I was going to say it stabilizes it. Um, but, you know, here's the, here's, here's the question. How does uh, the perfumier sitting in Paris go, you know what I need? I need whale well vomit. vomit. Yeah. I often wonder that about so many things. Like, who was the first person who said, <laughs> who thought, if I put a little bit of whale vomit in here? I mean, who who are the people that get these ideas and try this stuff out? And uh, because there's so much of this in the world, you would never ever think of using. No, and then they rename whale vomit. To, they give it a chemical name so that when you look at the ingredients, you it's don't realize wonderful. that you're putting whale vomit on you. Here, dab a little whale vomit right here behind your ear. Hmm. It'll stabilize you too. <laughs> oh yeah! Incredible. Okay, so while we're on bodily function, I just got to do one more thing. And I have to tell you, I get a lot of this stuff. There's a part of the New York Times um, that comes on, I guess, Sundays. And it's always a part I, I love. And it it um, it comes with this uh, this warning up at the top that this section is not to be read by grown-ups. 
and it's oh the children's news section, right? It's a per, yeah, it's a kid section. But, you know, tell me it's not to be read by a grown-up, and I'm, you know, I'm all in, and I love it. There's so many wonderful things in it. And it's also interesting to see how how they translate, uh, you know, heavy-duty, serious kinds of stories for for children. So I, it is just absolutely a wonderful, a wonderful section. Um, and, you know, what do kids love to talk about? You know, poop, right? Right. Well, poop I mean, is one I, of the most interesting things in the world. I know. And there's that great kid's book, Everybody Poops, which is true. Or, um, and then there's the old, the, the now famous, Whose Poop Is It? <laughs> I don't remember that sequel. <laughs> well, that was one, that, a book from Montana we, uh, where you identified all the different kinds of wild animal yeah. poop that was right outside your door. Well, if you want to be a tracker or a hunter, I guess you should know. I can identify some poop. Mm-hmm. Um, but a- anyway, a few poop facts, just and then I'll I'll cease and desist. Um, some of this is pretty revolting, actually. <laughs> uh, wombats. Can you even picture a wombat? I don't know what it is. I th- yeah, I, I, well, when I picture a wombat, I picture a furry hump-like thing. I mean, you know, just sort of a mound, like a possum kind of a mound. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I, when I picture a when I think of a wombat, I picture a possum-y kind of a guy. What do they look like? Well, I think you're probably yeah. I under, you're, you're not wrong. It says here it's a cross between a bear and a gopher. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, well, whatever. So it's a furry thing. And it it's also, by the way, a marsupial. They're pretty cute, these wombats. Oh, did you look one up? Yeah. Cute. I got one in 3D now, walking around my iPad and eating. And... Okay, that's good. <laughs> so here's the thing, though, that you're not seeing. First of all, that wombat you're looking at poops up 100 pieces of poop a day. Lucky little fellow. <laughs> I said poops up. That seems wrong. Poops down. Down. Poops right. out. Poops. Excretes. Excretes. 100 pieces, it says, of poop a day. And here's the biggie. These poops are shaped unlike any poop anywhere else that emits from any other animal. They're cubes. They 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 crap out ice cube shaped things. Yeah, <laughs> little cubes. They have a little poop production system that packs uh-huh. them out and poops them out. <laughs> poops them out, little cubes. And I mean, yeah, wombats make cube poop. Well, oh, that's cute. cute. It is. That's another very cute thing. And I, you know, they 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 aren't sure why, but the fact is, is they, uh, it, it's the way the poop their their intestines um, are squeezing as they, you know, whatever. Right. They're, it's they're, the they they pack it and then they turn it and they yeah. pack it some more and they turn it and it comes yeah. out a nice perfect cube. Yeah. And I mean, nobody really knows, but scientists speculate that uh, that the cubed poop uh, stays longer on rocks and logs. You know, it doesn't roll off like a round poop and it uh, it may, you know, serve as some kind of a who knows what communication. I'm sure somebody is making a condo development out of it, even as we speak. You know, that could be housing for a mall. You never know. Oh, so they take the cubes and build. Yeah. And build a build Like a an igloo. Yeah. <laughs> build a wall and keep undesirable wombats out or other creatures. Okay. I won't get into some of this other stuff because it really is pretty revolting um, about vultures and 
they poop all over themselves. Well, look, here's an article right in front of me. Why do wombats poop cubes? There you go. I'm telling you, whoever knew, <laughs> now you know. I'm going to let it go at that. I won't get into the penguin poop. But, I mean, penguins, it, there's one interesting fact about, about penguins, because, as you know, no animal likes to soil its own nest. And yet, penguins are such doting uh, parents that they can't leave the nest when their babies are are very, very young. But so what do you do if you got to poop and you can't leave the nest? Well, it turns out that penguins have the ability to shoot their poop a longer distance. <laughs> than... They do. Well, yeah, so they, just, says... they, they, they aim and, and shoot. They aim and shoot. They say um, they can throw that poop, uh, you know, four feet away from their nest, which I guess is good enough. And it also says here that a penguin creates four times the pressure with its rectal muscles while pooping than you do. So when they poop, they say it's 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 more like a it's a difference, the pressure difference between a sprinkler and a fire hose. We be sprinklers, they be fire hoses. Right. So the moral of the story is don't get behind a penguin. <laughs> I guess. A penguin who has to poop who's sitting on a nest. Right. I don't know. All right. So that's my Speaking of nests, can I can I interject a little a little personal experience? If we're talking Do about Cute little okay, animals like skunks. Okay, yes, yes, and I, I, I knew this. I knew this. It was going to have to be an Ernie story. Well, it's not only an Ernie story. There seems to be a family plague um, because my daughter's dog went out in the backyard and got skunked the night before last, and uh, they were reading up on how to keep skunks away and found out that you know that uh, cat poop, you know, and dog poop are Creditor poops and smells will keep skunks away. So they were busily having one of each. They were busily scattering poop all around their garage and stuff where the sighting occurred. And then my daughter looks out the window and she sees the skunk. And she calls her husband and she says, there's the skunk. Go chase it out of here, which I, you know, personally. I don't think that's a, a good word, idea. But I that's think that's how, you get, that's how you get skunked. But no. anyway, so, but he goes running out and he's about to start screaming when out pops another skunk. Ah. And then behind that, another, 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 Eight, eight little, eight little skunks, following oh, Mister and Mrs. Skunk. So they went, and so that's what happens. They go immediately from get that out of here to oh no, that, well, where's the camera? We, 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 we can't, we can't commit genocide on this young family. We're a young family. How can we do this? <laughs> Oh, my God. Eight little skunks. And they're living in the garage. I mean, he opened the garage door and he could see all these little eyes looking at them. <laughs> I love it. So anybody with an idea that comes in under $600, let me know. <laughs> oh. Well, maybe I thought, they I thought $600 was pretty righteous for 10 skunks. I mean, you know. That's sixty well, bucks. What do you want to do pot. with six hundred? I mean, what you no, want no, to crit, Then critical, they could they come and trap them and they relocate them. That's what they say. I don't. Yeah, I know. I know. They move them to no, a, I don't a less that. desirable part of the city. I don't believe it. They tell you. <laughs> they say, "Oh, don't worry." Well, well that's why they're they're they afraid. Do. They've just now they just decided that they've got a skunk. They got a skunk condo in there. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's possible skunks are by nature wanting to just be left alone. They're not aggressive. Maybe they could no. just live with them. Well, yeah, one would think. I mean, but I, I we got a skunk in, in at our mother's house that lives right next to the back porch. And my our brother has a skunk under his uh, uh, little. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's a family plague. I think this is but very I don't interesting. Have one. 
I don't have skunks either. I I have swampland and um, and a plague of bulldozers, but I don't have I don't have and I have rats. Everybody, this is a wonderful conversation. So so that's all I have to say on the subject. But I worked in poop and skunks. Uh huh. Well, I got to tell you, Ruth has sent me a far side uh, old far side cartoon, and it is of a um, well. We'll call it a whale. And the whale's puking, and it's puking up, uh, kind of, well, it looks like there's a scuba diving tank um, in regard to what you had said about plastic, plastic originally. Right. Okay. Oh, God almighty. Yeah, all this detritus from... Right, right. From living on the same planet with a bunch of repulsive humans. Hey, did you see that dragon man? They're calling him the dragon man. This is a, a an ancestor yeah. we didn't know. He's, um, the brain is larger than ours. I don't know what that means, but it was larger than ours, than the current homo sapiens brain. And uh, that's a hominid that lived like they figure what about 20 240,000 years ago or something and that would have he'd been living around the same time as Neanderthals who we famously um you know interacted with in a sexual way which is why I have Neanderthal in me you do too yeah, don't you I do but you have more than I <laughs> I do how bad happened I don't it's just how these things, you know, work out. <laughs> I mean, we aren't clones of each other, so clearly the DNA comes out in, uh, in different patterns. Yeah. And stuff. Well, I'm glad. I think the Neanderthals were better than we were. I, I think the wrong people won. I mean, the Homo sapiens, because Neanderthals, I have a sense, were gentler. That's all I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. And this guy, who the hell knows? A big brain, everything, and they didn't they didn't make it. Now they were probably, you know, too smart for their own good. <laughs> they were too smart and the Andersals were too sweet. Yeah. And we were just the right combination of of sort of cruel survivor survivors and not too smart. We thought we were smart. But getting back to whoever thought, I mean, again, whoever thought, hey, you know, I'm going to make a wheel. I mean, those are geniuses. Those were people like that should be up there with Einstein. But we just right, right. There's, that's a, that's someone that that is watching a rock roll and think I could do something with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be me left to my own devices. I would, you know, I'd be in big trouble. Because my head doesn't work that way, but a lot, a lot of people, their, their heads do work that way. All right, let's. You would have been the you would have been the storyteller. Every tribe needs a storyteller. That's right. Okay, I would have the yeah. I would yes tell the stories. Um. Okay, I'm trying to figure out where to go from here. I don't think I think I've I've pretty much done the stuff that. Boy, really? Are we in deep doo doo? You know, well, I was no, because now it's just bad, bad stuff. It's, it's I know. It's, well, that's what I was saying. I was scanning desperately every yeah. every uh, news source that I have access to, which is just yeah. about all of them. And uh, you know, it goes from one horrifying thing yeah, to an to another horrifying thing, and they're all things yeah. that have been around forever, except for you know things like Miami, you know, and you're going, hey. God, it's yeah, it's just bad. But I get I okay. So, um, hang on, I'm gonna sort of get something more in the middle here. Um, do you know that in April, this is just a uh, this is a fact. In April, and this is a mind blowing fact. So as parts of the country are emerging, right, from quarantine living, nearly 4 million Americans 
quit their jobs in April. Four million Americans quit their jobs in April. It is far and away a record. Now, what does that say? Well, I was talking a, yesterday. It's saying a lot of different things, yeah. I was saying yesterday how the American worker has never had uh, the power that she or he has now. And you see that by, you know, the employers just begging for, for workers. And the workers are saying, you know what? You take that crap job and shove it. Well, a lot of people learned to do other things uh, that that treated them with far more respect than they were treated in their previous positions. I mean, it's no accident that it's the restaurants that are having the biggest problems because who didn't who didn't pay their staff? And they when they and then when they did pay them, who were also <laughs> infamous for harassing and uh, their staff. And for, yeah. you know, and for sexualizing, I mean, the, the restaurant in, industry treated its staff just about, uh, you know, well, criminally. Let's just call it what it is. Treated its staff criminally, and now they are surprised that no one wants to go back. My son still has um, a memory that makes him laugh. It's of he was in the backseat of the car with me being driven by. God help us, our father. <laughs> well, Mazel Tov on surviving. <laughs> yes, I, obviously we we did survive that trip, and we were leaving the the Union Hotel, which is a quaint, wondrous little restaurant that our family frequents. And and that really my, is that old. It's a hundred and yeah. you know seventy something years old. But go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. So our father was. Uh, um, was fuming because I, we had had, he and I had had a little bit of a entretemps uh, <laughs> as we left. He, I had, I happened to see the tip he left. <laughs> and I was appalled. And I told him, I said, that's not enough of a tip. And he went, you know, he didn't often get angry, but he got angry. And this, the thing spilled into the car. And I was telling him, I said, Dad, you don't realize those waiters are paid like $2 an hour. That's impossible, he said. The minimum wage is, I said, no, no, no. There's a separate thing for for, no, it's tips. Are to be, and he refused to believe that what I was saying was true. He didn't know. That's right. And if and if he admitted that he had been wrong all this time, then he was absolutely mortified that he was obviously infamous for being a poor. Yeah, yeah, it would have made him just cringe. yeah, because be, because he was he was the most judicious book. and and generous of men, yeah. right? But he didn't know, and he went berserk. And Sam remembers it because it was, I think, a little unsettling to him that mm-hmm. that his mother and his grandfather were at each having at it. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh City Paper uh, this week. It was about two weeks ago that a sign was put up in a subway. And I don't mean underground subway. I mean the restaurant chain. Right, right. Um, in, uh, on Beachwood Boulevard in Greenfield, just setting it for, for Pittsburghers here. And the sign simply was taped to the window and it said, we quit. And it had a smiley face, and then it was signed by seven people, the employees. Yeah. And the place was shuttered. They just walked out. Yep. And another place 
the dollar I think unions store. are going to see a uh, a an a, opportunity a, here. Uh-huh. And then the family dollar on Penn Avenue in Garfield uh, in June also had a sign taped to its door, and it said, "Staff quit. Y'all all be easy." That's what it was. Uh, One of the store managers that had quit, a manager had quit, said she was working 105 hours a week. American workers have had it. They've just had it. These are the guys that during the pandemic, I was saying this yesterday, these are the ones that we applauded because they kept things, they risked their lives to stay in these jobs. Right? Right. Or they lost their jobs because restaurants were closed, whatever. They went through holy hell. And I don't know. It's going to it's gonna change. And, oh, here's another thing I saw on this same subject, and it's also here in Pittsburgh. Um, hang on. I got to find it. I took a little photo of it. Um, here it is. And here's a job opportunity for anybody who's interested. A bus driver's uh, company, a bus driver company, a school bus driver company, a school bus company. Do I have that right now? Finally, a school bus company announced yesterday that it was doubling the wages it pays, it paid drivers doubling you don't hear that too often doubling which begs the question if they had the ability to pay them yeah fairly no, of before. course it does. right yeah yeah uh they in a news release this is the sun coach lines say their company that they will offer all new you can get this job and you're off and running all new and existing You have to be a licensed, certified school bus driver. A guaranteed rate of, get this, $168 per day. You know what they were getting? $80. It's over twice as much. I mean, this is what, here you go. Here's the free market at play. That's right. And if if you are in demand, then the market will show it. And uh, all I have to say is restaurant workers and minimum wage workers unite. This is your moment. And if they need you, they show that you should come back on proper terms. I mean, the other the other reason that a bunch of people are quitting is because they've been ordered back into situations that they know that that are not safe for them. So women don't suddenly not have children that aren't vaccinated. That's right. You know that I mean, there are real health consequences to a lot of people saying, no, I can't come back in. I can, I can continue to work from home. I could come in like one day a week, but no, I Mm -hmm. I can't. My world hasn't changed one little bit. And you know, the employers just gotta, gotta realize that guess what? For the first time in a hell of a long time, you are not in a position of power. They are the people you've been screwing, right? Yeah, the people you've been pretending you didn't need to make your excess salaries. You you had the equation written as they need me. Well, the actual equation is you need them or you got nothing. Nothing. That's right. And now this is, and finally, the equation has been written correctly. So please don't squander this, American workers. Work yourself a new deal. They're obviously figuring it out because, as I said, nearly 4 million quit their jobs in April. And we have to assume that in May, a whole bunch more did. And in June, those numbers aren't in yet. Workers are saying, hey, 
We've all just been through all this. We've learned some things. Right. We've changed. And you've got to change. It's a great moment in that. Yeah. And I hope we come out, you know, like all this stuff, I hope as long as it's blown up and totally in pieces, why can't we put it back together more equitably? I mean, why, why isn't that best for everybody, even the guy at the top? Because maybe, you know, he won't have to worry so much about uh, the the French Revolution and its consequences on today's life. You know, it's just. I know. I know. So I said yesterday also, Susan, that I don't want to I like to if I'm spending money, I, I try to think of. Who's getting it? Yep. So, which is why I spurn Amazon as much as I can. Because if there's one guy who doesn't need my money, it's that friggin' Bezos. And what he's done to the American economy and to workers and all this stuff is enough. I don't want to be part of his nightmare scenario. But I also realize that I don't want to travel to states and leave my money in states that I find abhorrent. Oh no! Do you know that I? I mean, I if I see that something is from Georgia, I put it down. I'm, I listen. I really. I I almost bought something and I looked at it and I went, oh no. Texas, Florida. Mississippi, Louisiana, the whole bunch of them. Missouri, uh-huh. although I can't imagine Missouri. what would be produced in Missouri that you'd ever put your hands on, but okay. Yeah, really. You got to Why would I vacation in Florida? Because they have an ocean. They got oceans other places, too, that are not vile. And I, I'm not going, no. These states cannot be continue to be enriched. Listen to this. I, I mean, we, you know this. Probably you saw it, but I was reminded of it because, you know, I get that publication the week. And so it, it, uh, it reminds me. Right. Stuff. That repulsive governor of Texas, uh, Greg Abbott, <clears throat> uh, they changed their gun laws and he happily signed the new gun law. Are you, are you, do you know this gun law? It's, it's almost like, the next possible revision to this law is that upon birth, every text is required woman, to get a gun. <laughs> right. No, I, it's, it's like Missouri's where they invalidated in, right. in Missouri. They've just invalidated all federal gun laws. Yeah. OK. Stuff like that. I wouldn't darken the I will not cross the border of these. These repellent. No, I mean, oh. I I really imagined, you know, when I left St. Louis that in a period of time, I might maintain a small little apartment there because I had so many friends and family there. And I I would no more go back to that to that place. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to no, visit. I don't even no. want to visit. And, and the good news is, is just about everybody that I love that is there. Has have left, yeah. So and also that's the hotbed of COVID right now too. Right. If you're and if you want to go to Branson, man, Branson, Mo, and Lake of the Ozarks and the Ozarks and all that beautiful stuff, <laughs> that is the hottest of hot spots. Yeah. Nobody's been COVID? vaccinated there. Yeah. It's all the new Delta variety. I mean, you you want to go and have a have a dose of dead for uh, for holiday. Go to Missouri. Yeah. It's also true. known as misery by those of us that left. Well, right. Absolutely. Um, okay. So uh, I didn't get to the new Texas law that Governor Abbott signed. This law, starting September 1, anyone who wants a gun wants to carry a handgun. Uh, can do so. You need only have the money to buy it. 
you don't need a permit. You don't need any training. Used to be in Texas, you had to pass a written exam and a shooting proficiency test, be fingerprinted, and undergo four to six hours of training, which seems amazing for Texas to have had that law. Well, they used to respect firearms. Yeah, well, it's gone. I mean, it's like, you know, and you see, murders are up, and everybody's saying it's because of defund the police. No, it isn't. It's because everybody in this damn country is armed to the teeth. And they're using these guns. No other country has. There are more guns in America, far more guns than there are people. I mean, it's like every right. person in America. And nobody knows who the good guys guns. are or who the right. bad you guys know. are. Did you, you see know. what happened the other day? Yeah, a good where. guy takes out the bad guy, and then the cop, and then a cop take out, the, takes out the good guy. Out the good guy, because he, he was holding a gun, and he, he got killed. He doesn't have a sign on him that says, I'm the good guy I'm that took out guy. the bad guy. Right. And now there's a whole bunch of people dead, and the cop that killed him is going to live with that the rest of his life. Right. That, that's That's America. And that and and amazing. one of the police chiefs of the of the St. Louis, uh, fairly large St. Louis suburban city, resigned the second that Missouri passed that law, and he says, "I can't, you know, I, I how how can I pursue a a criminal on federal gun charges when I'm not allowed to do that?" Oh dear God in heaven! Stupid doesn't come much. Uh, more uh, sort of, I mean, just... No, these legislatures are, are doing are only two things. The, all they are doing is 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 taking closing rights away from women, right? Women. Closing, and, 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 and making guns easier to be. Making guns easier, that's it. Yep. Oh, and, and also you know, making voting look, harder and making voting right. harder. Making there you go, harder. folks. There would be the Republican uh, to-do Party. list. That's it. That's all they're doing. There was a there was an interesting piece written by a such a smart guy, Gary Wills. That name ring a bell? He was mm-hmm. a. Well, he teaches at, I know, Northwestern, but he's a Catholic. I, I know him as a Catholic writer. Um, and uh, he's a he's a scholar of religion and uh, religious history, and he's a fervent Catholic, Gary Wills. And he wrote this, you know, mm-hmm. it's very scholarly piece about how the American bishops are so out in right field on this. They've got their theology wrong. They've got their history wrong. And this insanity about abortion in American, in the American Catholic Church and in American politics is aberrant. In American history, I mean, in world history, mm-hmm. no one. He said, you know, if you if you know history, never, ever was a fetus considered a person ever in human history. We've evolved. Oh yeah. He said, all the brilliant minds in the world, Dante, think of Dante, that genius, when he was, you know, creating his hellscape and figuring out who would go in each circle of hell. There ain't an abortionist in there. Not any. Hey, this is another thing. Martin. Actually, Martin, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul. Not a word. Not a word. Not a word from and any. And they're discussing all these other terrible sins. Not yeah, a word. Exactly. Not, not a word. 
nor did the whoever wrote down that Old Testament, the Jewish Torah. Not a word. Jesus never said a word. Moses never said a word. St. Augustine never said a word. Aquinas never said a word. And Will says, if you look at theological history, at human history, even at Catholic history, never is the fetus considered a human before it is pre, it says, pre-rational life, when it is not capable of being human. It is not human. And then he goes on to talk about the cult of the fetus that has been created really since the 1950s. Yeah, Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's all this... It's it's all the same people, by the way, that were that wanted that, to control women. Yes, that were previously, you know, the the McCarthys and all those. This, this is the same group of people, and it's a way to control women. That's and right. to, and, and yeah, I mean, just period. That's it. That's it. So there's this like fetishization of a fetus. And Will says when this fetishization starts in the 50s and 60s, he said, remember the kinds of crazy things that we that we saw happening here in this country. The uh, the member, there was a big argument for some time about in a crisis, uh, in a pregnancy crisis. Which life Who you, would be saved? Do you when I was giving birth to our first child? I mean, when I was pregnant with 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 my first child, uh, my husband, who is was raised Catholic, um, and, and had sent me to the family OBGYN, who was also Catholic, suddenly got terrified, and he went storming into the office, and he made the doctor promise that if it were a choice uh, between my life and the child's life that he would save me. <laughs> and, and and the doctor was not pleased by this. There were actual, uh, I think, repercussions. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he, okay. Listen, so the fact is, is that there is now, state legislatures in this country are now inventing a new crime, and it's called feticide. Mm-hmm. And a, killing your fetus. All right, we're going to have a whole bunch of uh, of uh, women in uh, in yeah. jail yeah, yeah, for yeah. for having miscarriages. I mean, you know, can can we require that these male legislatures at least take a course in biology before they pass yeah. laws that that uh, you know? It's just. And then while you, they're going to force you to have the baby, they also, at the same time, are, are taking whole classes of contraception and, and forbidding poor women from having them, because that's basically what it always is. So, I mean, it, 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 this is, you know, lest we assume that this craziness in going on in this country with the elevation of the fetus and the resultant attempt to control women's lives. Um, This is something new, guys. As we said, Jesus didn't say boo about it. And Gary Wills, who's providing this history, he gets personal in it because he says that in the 1960s, he and his wife were in in England and she was pregnant. And she had a, uh, a history. Um, wait, 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 wait. 
her doctor said she was at severe risk of a miscarriage and told her she needed to just stay in bed. And he gets very nervous and thinks, what does my church, because he's such a good Catholic, what does the Catholic church say I should do with this baby if it is not, if it's miscarried? And what do I do? And he went to, he went to the priest there. And the priest looked at him like he was nuts. He said, what? Well, I don't know. Just let the hospital handle that. Right. So he didn't think of it as a living being or a dead person. No, 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 he did not. And then Gary Will says, and I found in later questions that the church did not prescribe or recommend baptizing a miscarriage as if it were a full human being, nor giving it last rites, nor burying it in consecrated ground. Now we have American legislatures forcing people to bury these. They have death certificates. Well, I don't know how many people have had miscarriages, but um everybody has. Yeah, and I'm just saying I I uh mine happened at home and uh I what when I flushed the toilet there went the remains. I mean, I yeah. I you know, you don't yeah. people <clears throat> read some effing biology. Honest to God, and to have these yahoos proclaiming dominion over your body and my body and then claiming that they respect their wives, mothers, and daughters. I just, you know, Lord. Okay. Uh, you know yeah. what? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just seeing that we've got all these callers. Let me yeah. just, I mean, callers, stay there, but I just want to finish up with, I'm going to quote Wills here at the end. And he says, and this is important to know, given what these ridiculous bishops um, are doing in this country. He says, the Catholic Church no longer claims that opposition to abortion is scriptural. They don't even bother. It is not a religious issue. They've fallen back on it. It's now a matter of natural law. Yet... As a Catholic judge, John Noonan said, the most recognized experts on natural law do not generally oppose abortion, nor, according to polls, do a majority of American citizens than the majority of Catholics in America. And he just flat out says, Pope Francis is on their side, our side. And the problem with the American bishops is, and he just says this, they hate this pope and they hate this president. Because they're because they're political. They're political. It's not religious. It's, 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 it's political. It's not religious. It's political. Let's just be clear. All right. Caller. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Got a lot of you. I'm sorry. Hey, Susan, Lynn, it's Mike in Upper St. Clair. Hi. Hi, Mike. Um, so my first com- my first comment was like three um, topics ago, but it was it's not even restaurant workers and line workers, bosses who are afraid. I called my boss a couple weeks ago, and I she it sounded like I was about to quit because I was talking about something else, and I could hear her heart stop on the mm-hmm. line of the phone. And I said, do you think I'm going to quit? She was like, yeah. And you have no idea how hard it is to find somebody with your credentials. And I was like, no, I do. Cause I get like three or four headhunters a, a week calling me saying, are you looking for work? So it isn't just line workers. It's everybody now. Right. Right. Um, um, and about feels the, good. Uh, huh? Well, congratulations. Yeah. Did you oh. use that? <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. I missed that opportunity. Oh, well, no, you just put uh, it in your pocket when it comes up next. Okay. <laughs> exactly. We'll do We'll do um, And then about the Catholic church, only the Catholic church would see 
um, a president that is Catholic and not a market the crap out of that, right? If the, right, if a, the a devout a president. Right. If the, if the president was Scientologist, do you not think they would tout that, how great it is <laughs> to be a Scientologist? <laughs> only, Catholics, <laughs> only Catholics would take this marketing opportunity and instead of pivoting it from child sexual abuse or assault to how good this Catholic is, how great it is to be Catholic, only they would screw this up. That's right. Boy, are they a bunch. Right. You know, they live and they talk about living in a crazed bubble. These guys, these almost universally white men and their pow- the power they wield. God almighty. Yep. yep. Yeah, well, and particularly, I, I mean, it's galling that they're all that that these men who have distanced themselves from women theoretically and and right. have held themselves separate from women, nonetheless claim to know all about them and the proper thing for them. And you know, and 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 you know, to nobody's surprise, they're exactly wrong. Why wouldn't they be? Yeah. I hear you. Hey Mike, thank you. You're welcome. Sorry, Mike, didn't mean to Hi. yell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We this is we have more callers and I wanna hello, if you're still there. Hi. Hi, I think I think it's another yeah. Mike here. Okay. This is Mike from 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 Moundsville in West Virginia. Um Cool. Hi. And Hi, and you covered everything this morning. Um the goofy thing that happens with all you know, I wish and I live in West Virginia, which, you know, you want to talk about your Mississippi and Texas? You don't have yeah. to go that far, Lynn. All you got to do is come down to West Virginia and see how goofy it is here. All this yeah, right to work, you know. And and the other thing is, is um, the only thing we're going to have in Texas, you know, you can't, don't have to take a test to um, to carry a gun, but they're probably going to want, they're probably going to want you to have to take a test to vote. Yeah, you know yeah. that's that's how. It, <laughs> well, and and and, and uh, you know and and the other thing is is the Catholic Church. I grew up Catholic. Went to Catholic school. I'm a practicing Catholic. I go to mass, just like the president does. Okay, and and what they want to do is they're going to say, well, you can't go to communion anymore, uh, Mr. President, because you're in favor. I'm in. Fa- I, I, I I'm in favor of the right to choose. Okay. I'm a man. I'm never going to have an abortion. But I'm, you know, if someone wants to choose that, that's their choice, not mine, not anybody else's. And 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 um, and and the Catholic doctrine, Catholic Catholic um, doctrine, will tell you that that communion is the grace of God. It's the body of yeah. Christ. It's, it's not a not, reward. It's not something. Right. It's not a reward. No, you're you're a good person. Here's your reward. No, it's not yeah. that. You no. need it. You don't. You don't. You don't earn it. It's oh. literally communion. Communion with Christ. Right. right. And, and it should right. be sustenance. Yeah. That. that <clears throat> yes. And and uh, and it, it. Oh. And and <laughs> you know, I thought it would. I I thought on I thought in 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 November well actually in January after after the uh, after the treason took place on the sixth of January after that yeah. all was over I thought this would all be over what you know what I I hope I hope sometime during the next four years it changes for the better yeah I, I you know I missed I missed Barack Obama so much and and and. I, I like Joe Biden. He's a good man, and I think he, he's good for me, at least. And he's good for the workers of this country. And he's good for the people of this country. Yet we st- we're still going through this. You know, Trump lost twice. People got to mm-hmm. understand that he lost twice. Yeah, he lost in 2020. He lost in 2016. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, anyway, <laughs> I, I'm going to well. shut up. <laughs> All right. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, keep your head down there in Mountainsville. Okay. Thank you. Lisa. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, Mike. 
You know, yeah. it's like it, the good news is QAnon is is getting tired of his stump speech. But go ahead, take the next caller. Do we have another Mike? Hello. This is Kurt in Swissvale. Kurt in Swissvale. How you doing? I'm just great. How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> I don't know. The talk about abortion in the Bible made me think of sort of my personal evolution on that. I remember, and I had to be less than 10 years old, watching TV and hearing Paul Long say, I can't remember which it was, which direction it was going, whether Pennsylvania had legalized abortion in the state or whether they'd made it illegal. And But I asked mom what it meant. She told me it was some kind of operation. And I said, well, why would it, why would we make people drive to New York to get an operation? Because it was legal in New York and not here, apparently. So that mm-hmm. was all I got. I was like, what do we make, what do we, what do we make a yeah. jump to these hoops for? But, yeah. yeah, it certainly wasn't murder back then. Uh, I don't no. know. Related to that a little bit, I remember at this, about the same time, they actually legalized sex between consenting adults. And, right, <laughs> yeah. Remember that discussion? It's like, man, can people even imagine such a law today? <laughs> but no, really, but, you know, the Catholic, the Catholic Church is still reeling yeah. from that. But I was really thinking about, I think this was probably 1989, I remember being on a train in Europe with a woman from Australia. And of course, we talked about the the woman whose children were abducted and killed by dingoes. Do you remember that oh, story? Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I think it was a little more current then, and we were talking about it. She says, yeah, but you Americans got that all wrong. She said, what it was really, see, in Australia... We have a law that if a woman kills her baby within a year after childbirth, we treat that as sort of a postpartum depression thing. And it's illegal, but it's probably more like you people treat as assisted suicide. You just get people help. You don't, you know, put them in jail. And the issue with one of her babies was it was like one day past its one year birthday. She said, we all know she killed her kids, but it was whether or not she should have leniency because she went over the legal limit by a couple of days. She said, oh, really- wait a minute. They made a, they made a movie starring Meryl Streep, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But she and said they that it was the dingoes. It was the dingo. <laughs> she didn't kill the kid. I just want this clear. Well, I, I'm just saying the woman from yeah, Australia yeah, gave well, me an entirely she, different perspective than Meryl Streep yeah. did. <laughs> Man, this is a warning to all one-year-olds. Don't go to Australia. Stay <laughs> old no, until you're well into your was, second year. Yeah, that was that was part of it. Was that whole was that uh, that one-year limit thing? But. Ah. Uh, well, perspective uh, offers very different views. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, well, th- thank you for that, Mike. And Mike, uh, Mike, Kurt, Kurt, by the way. We're not sorry. all Mike. I know you're not. So Kurt, by the way, this is a guy who found the the snowies in the trash and, and oh, brought it to me. That was you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I was very impressed. <laughs> I, was, I was just amazed, especially since the staples are still in the box. It's not open. It got a little wet in somebody's basement. but uh, It did. There's uh, some discoloration. It, yeah, and it's a little musty, but that's just the cardboard. But, uh, well, yeah, I think we could get a great amazing. price for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah well, the next wit- I think we'll we'll wait until, you know, it's hard to – uh, auction off his snowies when it's 95 degrees. So let's, we'll right. wait until people are desirous of a wondrous snow removal tool. There you and, go. Yeah, collector's yeah. item. Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely a collector's item. Although I was watching Antiques Roadshow last night and I can just hear them muttering about the condition. Oh, well, <laughs> we, have, we have some discoloration here. Well, yeah. we still have the original box, even though that's what I was yeah. saying. You have the original packaging. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Thanks to Kurt, not Mike. 
Thanks, Kurt. Yeah. All right. Take care. (laughs) Nice to audibly meet you. Yes. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, dear. I think we almost sort of did it there, Suze. Really? We worked our way through? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's 11. Oh, my God. Um, I know. Time flies when you're having fun. I, uh, yeah. So that's that. Okay. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, it is. Okay. And I, okay. for the first time in two weeks, have to face my boxing trainer, and I'm Uh-oh. frankly, I'm frankly petrified. <laughs> I bet. But you'll get into it. I, know. I will get into it, and I have nothing to do for the rest of the day. I can just lie down and whimper. So it'll be okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. So okay. thank you. You're Bye. welcome. Bye. Bye. And uh, guys, I'll be back tomorrow, as is my my habit. I'm in a rut. I don't know what to do. I'll be back. Hope you will, too. Stay cool. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.